Welcome to Emily Rose Meditations. I'm your host, Emily, and today we'll be engaging Julian of Norwich to help us contemplate loving well. This is the 60th chapter of Julian of Norwich's long text entitled Revelations of Divine Love. Take a deep breath, and wherever you are, let your shoulders relax, let your attention settle, and I invite you to open your heart to these words. But now it is necessary to say a little more about this enlargement, as I understand it in our Lord's meaning. How we are redeemed by the motherhood of mercy and grace and brought back into our natural dwelling, where we were made by the motherhood of natural love, a natural love which never leaves us. Our natural mother, our gracious mother, for he wanted to become our mother completely in every way, undertook to begin his work very humbly and very gently in the virgin's womb. And he showed this in his first revelation, where he brought that humble maiden before my mind's eye in the girlish form she had when she conceived. That is to say, our great God, the most sovereign wisdom of all, was raised in this humble place and dressed himself in our poor flesh to do the service and duties of motherhood in every way. The mother's service is the closest, the most helpful, and the most sure, for it is the most faithful. No one ever might, nor could, nor has performed this service fully, but he alone. And we know that our mothers only bring us into the world to suffer and die. But our true mother, Jesus, he who is all love, bears us into joy and eternal life. Blessed may he be. So he sustains us within himself in love and was in labor for the full time until he suffered the sharpest pangs and the most grievous sufferings that ever were or shall be. And at the last he died. And when it was finished and he had borne us to bliss, even this could not fully satisfy his marvelous love. And that he showed in this high surpassing word of love. If I could suffer more, I would suffer more. He could not die any more, but he would not stop working. So next, he had to feed us, for a mother's dear love has made him our debtor. The mother can give her child milk to suck, but our dear mother Jesus can feed us with himself. And he does so most generously and most tenderly with the holy sacrament, which is the precious food of life itself. And with all the sweet sacraments, he sustains us most mercifully and most graciously. And this is what he meant in those blessed words when he said, It is I that Holy Church preaches and teaches to you. That is to say, all the health and life of the sacraments, all the power and grace of my word, 
all the goodness which is ordained in holy church for you. It is I. The mother can lay the child tenderly to her breast, but our tender mother Jesus, he can familiarly lead us into his blessed breast through his sweet open side and show within part of the Godhead and the joys of heaven with the spiritual certainty of endless bliss. And that was shown in the 10th revelation, giving the same understanding in the sweet words where he says, look how I loved you, looking into his side and rejoicing. This fair, lovely word, mother, it is so sweet and so tender in itself that it cannot truly be said of any but him and of her who is the true mother of him and of everyone. To the nature of motherhood belong tender love, wisdom, and knowledge, and it is good. For although the birth of our body is only low, humble, and modest compared with the birth of our soul, yet it is he who does it in the beings by whom it is done. The kind, loving mother who knows and recognizes the need of her child, she watches over it most tenderly, as the nature and condition of motherhood demands. And as it grows in age, her actions change, though her love does not. And as it grows older still, she allows it to be beaten, to break down vices, so that the child may gain in virtue and grace. These actions, with all that is fair and good, our Lord performs them through those by whom they are done. Thus, he is our natural mother through the work of grace in the lower part and for love of the higher part. And he wants us to know it, for he wants all our love to be bound to him. And in this, I saw that all the debt we owe at God's bidding for his fatherhood and motherhood is fulfilled by loving God truly, a blessed love which Christ arouses in us. And this was shown in everything, and especially in the great, generous words where he says, it is I that you love. What if the deepest and truest loves inside us were not corrupt? What if they're not to be fought against, but welcomed and encouraged? What might it look like to cherish the love you have in your heart, whether it's got somewhere to go somewhere to put or offer or place that love right now? How might you enjoy the love that you've been given to tend? Thank you for joining me today. The peace of Christ be with you.